0: Thanks for listening to the 242 Young Adults Podcast with Pastor Justin Corco. Our prayer is that this message will be an encouragement to your life in Christ. I'm really excited for tonight. I hope you guys brought your Bibles because we're going to be going through and um, we're going to be reading a lot of scripture. We're going to be going through a lot of different things because I think that the topic of the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, In the church is oftentimes very muddled in the minds of many people. And because people don't have a full understanding of Holy Spirit, we oftentimes avoid the topic completely. And so what we end up doing is we don't know how to answer questions or we don't know if something is done out of line. We don't know if something is done according, you know, accordingly, or we may not understand or have a full answer. And so again, our, our inclination is to just not talk about it, which is ridiculously sad because when Jesus ascended and said, I am sending one who is greater, a comforter, how, why wouldn't we want to get to know a person of the Trinity? And that's something else, is we often refer to him as the Holy Spirit. But we ever, do we ever say, like, you know, the God, the Jesus? We refer to the Holy Spirit as, like, this separate entity when he is, a part of the triune god and so tonight we're gonna we're gonna basically go through almost like school it's gonna be more of a teaching than a preaching if i do preach a little i'm sorry i apologize now but that's not my intent all right so let's go to acts one one to five we started this series um In Acts 1 because we're going to be going through the entire book and it says in my first book I told you Theophilus about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. This is Luke who's writing this book during the 40 days after his crucifixion he appeared to the apostles from time to time and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive and he talked to them about the kingdom of god once when he was eating with them he commanded them do not leave jerusalem until the father sends you the gift he has promised as i told you before john baptized with water but just a few days you, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the holy spirit and so here we have this commission where Jesus is telling them don't leave the Holy Spirit is coming you're going to be baptized and and there's going to be an aspect that you've never understood before we have this introduction in Acts but before we could start we need to go back to the beginning and so what we're going to be doing is if you will we're going to have four categories, okay? And I think for, I know for myself, that I'm, I'm, I could be visual. There, there are people who are visual. Some people, you could listen, you see it in your mind, and you're like, done. Other people, you need to actually see it. And I think that for this specific topic, it'll be easier er to understand when you, if you separate it. And you see that there's distinctions of every category. So the first category that we're going to look at is the Old Testament. Okay. And that's the first one. And I'm going to write down some some areas and we're going to read scripture. Because we have to recognize that Holy Spirit just didn't come. The Holy Spirit wasn't just there like in the New Testament where you're like, oh, now he's coming. You have to recognize that right in Genesis, Genesis 1-2. So that's our very first place that we're going to go. It says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep seas and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So Genesis okay, 1-2. He hovered. The spirit was there. And then if we go into, as you go through different books, you see that the spirit came upon. And, and you'll see that in many places. Came upon. And all of a sudden, there was this powerful utilization of men and women. And so, an example would be Joshua in Numbers twenty-seven, eighteen; Othniel in Judges three, ten; Gideon in Judges three, uh, six, thirty-four, where you see that God was raising up judges, these people, and the Spirit of God was on them, and they led the people. They did mighty acts, and and you see just um, incredible things that they accomplished for the Lord through this power one is found in exodus and let's go there because i think that this is a really cool um it's a really interesting example because again you have to think that genesis to revelation right there's this interwoven story that oftentimes we compartmentalize and so we see it as you know like old testament new testament prophets gospels letters and we kind of you know but there is ebb and flow through the entire bible and you see that god gave us hints to what was coming and i love it there's this pastor who often talks about how the old testament was a shadow to the new it was, it was a, a foretelling of what was to come. And so, especially that we have the New Testament now, we can read it and we can see that there are so many aspects that are applicable that, that people in biblical times may not have been able to link the way that we could have. If that makes sense. But we're going to go to Exodus 35 30 to 35, and this is, um, this is the story where they're going to start getting ready to build the tabernacle, and, um, and it says that, so we start in 30, Moses told the people of Israel, the Lord has specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, The Lord has filled Bezalel with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. And if we stop there, you see that the Spirit gave great wisdom. Where do we see that later on? That's a gift, right? Wisdom, it's a gift of the Spirit. We've got ability, and we have expertise in all kinds of crafts. But then it goes on that he is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He's skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. And the Lord has given both him and Ahalib, son of Ahimach. I always like every time, and it's hyphenated, so I have to like Ahissamach, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach. Teaching is also, it's another gift. Teacher. And so you see that you've got a man in the Old Testament that the Spirit of God came upon him and he was given a gift of wisdom, of teaching, and and great ability. And, And I love that because, again, you're seeing that the Holy Spirit enables you to do so much but then when you're full of the spirit you're also able to pour out and you see that he was then instructing a lot of people we see in um, in judges 14 6 and 15 14 that Samson was given physical strength and supernatural ability like a man who even after he had sinned cried out to the Lord and you, he pushed down two pillars and killed the entire, he died as well. But it, that was that Lord, I, that these people would be destroyed. I don't know very many people who can push down two pillars of concrete and or stone. And like, you know, that is a supernatural ability. And so you see that that, was, um, that was in Samson. The spirit was in Samson. In 1 Samuel 10.10, 10, you see that Saul was given the gift of prophecy. And I, I know that this might seem like long and why are we doing this? But again, I think that when we understand the Old Testament and you understand how there was just such unity in there you're going to see that it's going to then mirror to the new and it's going to bring i think a little bit more understanding in 1st samuel 10:10 10, 10, um we see that when saul and his servants okay so sorry justin just put one of the verses but Um, If you back up to verse six, it says, at that time, the spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. This is Samuel prophesying and you will prophesy with them. You will be changed into a different person. And so you see that when the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, okay, you're a different person. And you see that for Saul specifically, there was an ability to prophesy. And so later on, as Saul turned and started to leave, God gave him a new heart and all Samuel's signs were fulfilled that day. When Saul and his servant arrived at Gibeah, they saw a group of prophets coming towards them. Then the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Saul and he too began to prophesy. When those who knew Saul heard about it, they exclaimed, what? Is even Saul a prophet? How did the son of Kish become a prophet? And one of those standing there said, Can anyone become one, no matter who his father is? So that's the origin of the saying, Is even Saul a prophet? When Saul had finished prophesying, he went up to the place of worship where he, um, Where have you been, Saul's, Okay, and this is going on, but whatever. So, not that whatever, but the story continues. So you see that, that, there was there was a, a a change in him However in Saul there was also a moment of disobedience and you see that the spirit departed and so again there wasn't that permanent coming of the holy spirit And so there were times where the Spirit came upon them. And we're going to see later that the Spirit could stay. But in cases of, like, again, disobedience, there was a lifting. I mean, so much so that later on, he consults a medium. Medium, right? Yesterday I kept saying median. (laughs) I'm like, no, that's the thing on the road. A medium for advice so he now has like you see this stark contrast between someone who the spirit was full he had a new heart there was something i mean significant to the point that people were like even Saul, like wow and then disobedient where just one thing after another where god wasn't pleased and the spirit lifted and all of a sudden and you see it you see that Saul's his kingship was done and then and you see you know and then Samuel is like it's not going to be you god is raising up someone else and that someone else was David um and i i think what's interesting about this and i was i was telling the girls sometimes like you know when you read something or you're, you're even when you're studying something, sometimes you don't connect dots. And yesterday um, or the day before, Justin and I were going through it and we were talking. It was Wednesday. And as we were talking and we were just like going through all of this, it just hit me. So powerful. Um, and I'm going to explain in a minute. Because... Again, we kind of could take for granted the things that are in the Bible or things that we like, just fail to pick out. And this is one of them. And so David, you see that God chose a man who was after his own heart, right? That, that, that was his, and he was, and Jesse said, no, look at this son and look at that son. And what about this one? And Samuel said, no, none of these are them. And he said, Don't you have any other boys? And well, like, yeah, my my youngest David, but he said, that's the one. And what I love, we're gonna go there, is in 1 Samuel 16, 13, it says, And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Now think about that, okay? There were many cases where the Spirit came upon them and then was lifted, or they had these moments of power and then lifted. But this specifically says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him powerfully from that day forward. And you see that even though David messed up pretty big, Like he had a woman's husband murdered (laughs) and committed adultery. It like you see that there were things that, you know, displeased that were displeasing in God's sight. You also see, though, that his heart was after the Lord a broken spirit and a contrite heart, you see that he was repentant. You see that, that he longed for the Lord, for the presence of the Lord. And this was what kind of hit me, was that how many of you, okay, and just like show of hands and nothing that or don't, whatever. I don't know if you feel comfortable, but how many of you like ever saw that verse and thought about it? The verse, like, and the Spirit came powerfully upon him from that day on. Like, has anybody ever, because I'll be honest, I didn't either. But then when I started to think about it, and I was like, from that day on, duh. Like, who wrote most of the Psalms? David. And how many prophecies were fulfilled through the Psalms? A lot. David was used prophetically, and he probably didn't even realize it as he was penning these beautiful psalms. And we see it, and like, again, it's so crazy, because even just in Acts, when we were reading about how they were going to fulfill, like, they had to replace um, Judas, and they, they chose Mattathias, or it was Mattathias and, and Joseph, which <laughs> they had long names, yeah but you see that peter understood about this in our connect group that there was an awareness of the psalms that he could say you know he continued this is written in the book of psalms where it says let his home become desolate now we must choose a replacement And then where was the second one? So they nominated two men. Joseph called uh, Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and they cast Lot and Matthias was chosen. But you see that God used David through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit never departed from him in a very powerful way. We also see that I mean, Jesus came through the Davidic line. And so you see that there's just even the lineage, which was a fulfillment of prophecy. And so we see that Peter quotes David's Psalms in replacing, in preaching to the the 3,000, you see through Christ, you see that the Old Testament, and I'm going to put it, shadow to the new Because there's so much, and those are just a few examples, okay? If you went through and just like typed in, you know, spirit in Old Testament, I'd be sure you would like come up with a bunch. We literally just chose, but there there are so many other circumstances and 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 times where you see the spirit coming upon and influencing and using people in very powerful ways. I love it because you see the Trinity. And we see that starting again, Genesis 1-2. And then when you go to the New Testament and you open your Bible to John, you see that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word, capital W, was God. God. And you see that there's this togetherness. We hope that you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. If you would like to know more about 242, you can email Pastor Justin at jcorkum@manchesterassembly.org. at manchesterassembly.org. You can also tweet us at 242NH. Again, that's T-W-O-42-N-H. Or on Facebook, you can look us up under 242 Young Adults. We look forward to your feedback and we'll see you next time.